authors, editors, publishers, book cover designers, agents, critics, readers. A whole lot of professionals come together for a book. We are going to explore the world of books in our unique podcast show called Book Lounge. Book Lounge is brought to you by iCafe Podcasts, born with a collaboration between Tell Me Your Story and Zero Hour Entertainment. I am your host, Koral Dasgupta, all set to ask some interesting, straightforward and fun questions to our guests. And today I am talking to Meeta Kapoor, who is an author, CEO of Siahi. And she has been in the literary arena, an extremely known uh, name in the literary arena for a very long time. Welcome to Book Lounge, Meeta. Thank you for having me. So, Meeta, I'll start directly with uh, Siahi. Starting the first literary agency during the days when the word startup didn't exist, what were your strengths or what were the strengths around you that helped you to set up Siahi? This is an interesting journey that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I was already, uh, why Siahi began was that I was already helping friends who were writing and helping them edit and giving them feedback. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, I was having lunch with one of the publishers from UK. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, what you're, what you're doing is what an agent does. And I said, okay, why not? <laughs> and that's on a whim, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the factors was that. Secondly, while I was working in this field, I had already come to know a lot of publishers and um, I also realized that a lot of good work goes unread because mm. there's lack of time, there's lack of people, a lot of work that needed to get done in the field of translations. I was very interested to see. I knew there's a lot of good work happening in the field of translations in pockets mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. but. Someone, a professional agency trying to push cross translations and translations into English and vice versa mm-hmm. into our languages. Um, you know, I, I found that gap. So these were these two, three reasons why Siahi began. Mm-hmm. And literally, yes, you're right. Um, the word startup really didn't exist when um, I began. My strength was that publishers had faith mm-hmm. in, in us. Uh, I think I still owe a lot of Siahi starting to Namita Gokhale. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was probably the first person I had this conversation with. And she said, just go ahead and do it. It's very required. Mm-hmm. And and as and when I kept talking to more and more friends who were either writers or editors or connected with the industry, they mm-hmm. all came forward with so much enthusiasm that we just took off from there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it's as simple a story, but if you look at it, there are so many people who have still and still continue to be my pillars. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and still continue to have faith. Absolutely. And what I had to be was a reader. I had to be a book lover. Mm-hmm. My concerns for the languages, my 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 desire to really uphold that ideal, and I still mm-hmm. work on that. It's mm. a very important and significant part of our mandate when we run Siahi mm-hmm. is to keep trying to push for cross-translations and also on the global and international platform. So we're continuing on the same path. We're mm-hmm. growing organically. We don't, we've never had a number game in mind. Mm-hmm. It's been We've just kind of stumbled our way through and we are, I think we're still stumbling our way through, frankly. Hmm. Number, I don't think you were ever focused on the number in that sense. I mean, you were more focused on the quality than the quantity, right? Always, 
always mm. i i can't somebody asks me how many authors you have and i go completely blank i still can't <laughs> answer that questions you know that question mm. so i my numbers and me have not been friends that's the woe my husband also has he says you know what you need to deal with them at some stage and i'm like no you bother with that let me be on the creative side and let me just carry on being like this i want to i want to remain in this cocoon mm. it's more satisfying absolutely so uh, who were you before siahi if i may ask or i mean as a teenager um, maybe i mean what were your dreams then and has it changed oh yeah tremendously uh, and i'm so glad my dreams changed um some part of me always wanted to write mm-hmm. some part of me always wanted to champion and be on the side of people who needed to be championed for or who needed standing up for mm-hmm. so when i took to writing as a journalist i was freelancing mm-hmm. a lot of uh, work was put in from my end for cases for domestic violence for cases mm-hmm. for rape for cases for uh, girl child education so i worked a lot uh, with such things Mm-hmm. while i was writing as a freelancer and I, i mean i'm still freelancing but um, and i wish i could give as much time to these are the things that i really held dearly to myself um mm-hmm. so that's what i took off on mm-hmm. before i started siahi okay and uh, one thing that often crossed my mind but never got a chance to ask you and i'll ask you right away why the name siahi mita ah Well, you know something. We were just looking for names to name the literary agency, mm-hmm. and we even came up with uh, well, a very droll sense of humor. Me and my bunch of friends, and all of us who were putting CI together, had. So mm-hmm. I, we even toyed with like rejection note, or not the last word, or you know something like that. And then mm-hmm. everybody said, you know what? Everybody doesn't have your kind of sense of humor. You might just strike the wrong <laughs> chord. and then this friend of mine and me who in fact he still works with me on siahi i mean i can't imagine doing stuff without him mm-hmm. so we were sitting can you believe it on all the places in pizza hut in ganpati plaza in jaipur and tripling <laughs> names uh, down and he, he was the one who came up with the word siahi and i just looked at him as it okay done stop now Okay, so it, it was not something beautiful. that you had put in the initials of names or something like that. It was just a beautiful name that you wanted to put also together. It says ink, right? Right, right. And what more? It's absolutely great. Connect. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's most apt. So Siahi came about. Intellectually and creatively, it's probably just exactly. uh, merged together. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, you were just talking about a friend who had uh, been a very strong pillar to Siahi. Uh, who were the people who stood beside you in your single-handed mission to set up Siahi? Who, I mean, tell tell me about. One, I don't know whether Siyahi I should call them the team, but it was never a mission for me. Hmm. Two, uh, I think um, I think I'll take half an hour to recount a list of names put <laughs> by us. So, in all, I've already taken Namita's name. There's Pramod Kumar. uh who runs ek archiving uh, mm-hmm. right now he's one of the finest museum curators we have in the country mm-hmm. uh he's been there um a lot of other people from the publishing industry have been mm-hmm. there i mean for, with the publishing industry i'll have to take a long time to actually pick out each and every name yes yeah. and the person who helped me name siahi was mehir mm-hmm. my husband's been um 
a huge, huge support. Mm-hmm. So he used to be my bouncing pad for mm-hmm. everything. And there are so many other close friends, and uh, it's just been such a lot of teamwork. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's contributed. I think so many people, and all my authors. I mean, come on, can I can't even think of Siahi existing without the existence of these people who have reposed their faith in Siahi, mm-hmm. trusted us with their creativity, with their work, with their blood and sweat, because that's what it takes to write. Mm-hmm. And I think that's they are the biggest pillars that I have, all of them. from the start of 2007 i was just going through siahi website and the authors that you have worked with are huge what is i mean uh, what is the value addition that you have done in their lives other than bringing the publisher and the uh, author together i mean i'm sure there's a lot more that you have done than simply putting it like that i think you should ask them that question no <laughs> <laughs> what is i mean what is your vision vita <laughs> well because see for us when we strategize uh, the publishing of a particular book for mm-hmm. any author mm-hmm. who has signed up with us we look at the larger picture always it's not the future of that one book mm-hmm. i always look at a larger literary career mm-hmm. i always tell them that we have to keep the vision that we have for you in mind and for every author the vision obviously varies mm. so for me it's never the financial factor mm. uh, which comes into play that's the last thing that comes into play mm. uh, but uh, i'm i literally handhold every author right from the first step till the last so mm. for me the process doesn't get over ki ha aaj contract sign ho gaya hai or Mm-hmm. you deal with the we we are there at every step of the way where it right till the end where it comes to even keeping track of royalty mm-hmm. statements it comes to keeping track of how the book is being promoted it mm-hmm. comes to keeping track for obviously submitting the book for other translations into other languages mm-hmm. again it varies from case to case from book to book mm-hmm. right so we treat each book as a special project mm-hmm. there is no generalization that's done at our end Mm-hmm. because every book you open opens another new world to you absolutely so you treat that book according to the world it gives you mm. right absolutely so that's the kind of value addition i bring to every author at least i hope so mm-hmm. and we brainstorm we argue we discuss everything even book jackets for, mm-hmm. for that, even sending their names to literary festivals that they should mm-hmm. get invited to doing social media for them to uh, making sure that their editing goes on smoothly and there are no hurdles so mm-hmm. we step in at every point so for me mm-hmm. it's a journey that never is it's not supposed to get over frankly mm-hmm. and touch wood hasn't happened absolutely meeta the times that you were talking about there was nothing like for today every startup they have a lot of opportunities to go and seek funding you didn't belong to that time siahi when it started it didn't belong to that time i'm sure there must have been a lot of uh, hurdles that you have faced in uh, putting the bricks together and making sure that you are able to run it the way you wanted and you probably didn't make the kind of compromises 
that people usually make when uh, there are some hard times. How did you manage that? See, I won't say that um, there were hurdles, yes. Mm. Um, but uh, one, I was, uh, I really want to look at it positively and say that um, my family was with me. Okay. That's very important. Mm. Uh, I did not take a penny mm. from anyone. Mm. I actually built CIE from my own, so to say, pocket money. Mm-hmm. from whatever and I put in very little money because I had none frankly mm. so um, that's how I managed to build slowly 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 and uh, so uh, obviously yeah I'm, I, I there was no question of a venture capital or yeah. no question of me seeking a loan from a bank or yeah. I just started on my soft skills my soft skills were my strength mm. and luckily my team that came together see we, we what you need is being mad and passionate about something you want to do mm. I think I was blessed because I found as I stumbled across on this path I found a lot of people who came together as my team who were probably even more insane than I was <laughs> and that's how we kind of managed to just carry on year after year after year I mean, I still remember the joy of... So the first year, I didn't even have a catalog to show to people, right? I just mm. had maybe four or five authors. Mm. But the next second year, we we printed our own CIE catalog. Now you can, I cannot forget that day when I held that printed catalog in my hand. Mm-hmm. And then the second year, I went to Frankfurt with that catalog. Okay. So, and- but yeah, I went to Frankfurt with obviously my personal... Uh, on my personal expense, there was no money in CIE. Mm. But I said, you know what? Okay, let's take it as an investment and move ahead. Mm. And it's been tough to break into the international market, but we managed. Um, the The secret is to just keep at it. Mm. So uh, you have seen the times when authoring was a very niche segment. And these are the times when books have a retail market. How do you look at this scenario as a book lover and as a veteran in book business? One, I don't think I'll ever be uh, a veteran because I'm still a learner. Um, (laughs) I learn every day and Mm -hmm. I'm constantly uh, being challenged every day. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it wasn't exactly that niche, frankly speaking. Uh, mm-hmm. the books were out in the retail uh, very happily it was a growing segment then also and it's mm-hmm. still growing uh, yes the consciousness that your book can be marketed as a product can be mm-hmm. out and it has to be consumed mm-hmm. and not just read mm-hmm. is the new tangent that has come in mm-hmm. But uh, pretty much was a very exciting time then. It's a very exciting time now. And uh, with technology, things changed. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with, you grow with that. You use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, today the options are far more. So do you think India's literary culture, I mean, this time I'm talking about not just books, but as a culture, the entire scenario. So do you think India's literary culture change is changing more with more and more publishing houses, more authors, more literary uh, literary agents. Uh, 
more litfests and uh, there are so many more publishing options do you think the entire culture is going through some kind of evolution evolution definitely yes mm. uh, i think and that's very good because the industry has to be constantly morphing it has mm. to constantly grow and or adapt mm-hmm. or metamorph into mm-hmm. its different uh, roles different avenues mm-hmm. um i think it's it's very important uh, yes we have gone through a lot of changes in the indian literary scene as well uh, many more publishers have entered the game the kind of content that they are putting out has changed a lot Mm-hmm. um so if you see there are different genres being ex- experimented with uh, and most of them some of them are doing really well mm-hmm. uh so there's a lot more open mindedness there's a lot more investment into the marketing of uh, these new genres there's uh, there's a lot more technology that's available so you've got like come on we guys are doing a podcast right now absolutely so, from two different locations using, yeah uh, yeah so authors are using podcasts to promote themselves or to put out chapters or read them out or the spoken word is becoming another new genre which is becoming so big right now right. lot more festivals are thriving which is great because regionally authors from that particular region get encouraged mm-hmm. and you create new readerships mm-hmm. which is again very important so all in all i think we are in a fantastic space Uh, Mita, my last question, and this is more of a leadership question than a publishing question. Uh, do you have a salaried employee in C- uh, CIA today? And the reason why I ask this is that when a person is salaried, that person comes from an outer universe. So, how do you select that person and figure that that person can fit into your vision and Listen, understand I, where you are going? I have salaried employees in my organization. We are mm-hmm. uh, apart from me, there are five other people who are working. Mm-hmm. And from time to time, I bring in consultants as well, especially when mm-hmm. we are doing our festivals. Mm-hmm. And um, we, um, yeah, so. the selection of the such people is it's the normal we let the word out that we are hiring for so and so post and people apply and come in for interviews and my obviously i'm very fussy i'm very anal mm. so i look for that streak of you know that that little spark that mm. that person who's applying or who's giving an interview in my office is actually um, you know he or she may not be trained as an editor i normally i'm okay i'm okay mm. with making them learn hands on in my office mm. i just need a certain madness and commitment from that person mm-hmm. you know that willingness to learn to experiment to put forward to take the initiative mm. have that kind of drive beyond the role and yes two very important things that really really work as qualification for me qualification for me is deliver on deadline and my quality these two mm-hmm. things i'm known to have thrown people out mm-hmm. because if they've lacked on this mm-hmm. then they're shown the door but um, yeah i mean outside perspective and i like working with younger people mm-hmm. uh, i'm the oldest in my team um, mm-hmm. they are they all probably half my age or less than half my age so that's what i like to keep it at Superb, Meeta. Thank you so much for taking out time and talking to us. It really means a lot, and I had a great time talking to you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you reaching out to me. 
Thank you. Totally my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you audience for listening to our show Book Lounge brought to you by iCafe Podcasts. Please do reach out to us with your thoughts and suggestions on hello at iCafePodcasts.com. Subscribe to www.icafepodcasts.com and you can also hear us on other audio apps. Stay tuned with us for Book Lounge. iCafe is brewing.